Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose? Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this before. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. Hey, I, I had a joke for this episode. Okay. But it was trash, so I threw it away. Nice. People are going to get that in a second. And well, you guys are going to laugh your butt off in like five minutes. It's mostly going to be funny. It's a, usually That's usually what happens with most of your jokes. That, that's right. <laughs> yeah. They take a while. They got They have to marinate. That's why they call them dad jokes. that's right so um today's episode i find it really interesting because the topics that we seem to be picking all kind of blend together which is kind of cool i mean they're different but they kind of blend together right right and um so what we're going to talk about today is an environmental issue and it's a fairly new one And I'll bet most of our listeners are contributing to it in a huge way and don't even know it. Um, And this is about what happens to returns. Returns as in returns from a specific um, manufacturer, a retailer. Are we what are we returning? And let's go into that a little. Okay, so that's a great question. So this is a problem that has grown exponentially for one very big reason. Okay, so brick and mortar stores, the old brick and mortar stores, had a return rate when you bought, uh, in general, if you bought something, you returned it. The numbers I've seen are between 3 and 7%. Okay. 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 And... What used to be done is you'd return it, and in most cases, they would just repackage it or whatever and sell it again. Right. Never left. Never left the store. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Didn't have to. Didn't have to travel anywhere because people brought it back to the store. Um, online sales have a return rate of between twenty-one and twenty-five percent. So roughly fifteen percent more. Yes. Well, it, it more than fifteen percent more. But think of it. Think of it. This well, and, and so the the problem is huge. Let's it's, let's just talk dollars in terms of online returns. They estimated. I think this was U.S. only, but it may be worldwide. Seven hundred and sixty-one billion dollars in returns. Okay, that that's which a is a lot uh, of money. That's a ridiculous man. I can't even get my head around it. Now, here's where, here's where it gets bad. Six billion pounds of that end up going to a landfill. Yeah, that's, that's not good. 
that's the average yearly garbage of 3.3 million Americans. Wow. So I'd like to, you know, illustrate this and I double check my math. <laughs> um, and I think this is right. If you had a train with an average box car, average box cars between 50 and 70 feet long and because uh, i went on to the railroad site and holds about 100 tons okay okay <laughs> are we talking about miles here for this train oh yeah yeah um if i did my math right this train would be about 400 miles long <laughs> So for those of you who have never driven the distance between one side of Texas and the other, <clears throat> um, that's about halfway across Texas. And that's per year. Yeah. And and here's why I'm saying we're contributing to it and don't even know it. Okay. So um, Amazon's the big one, but this is pretty much true for online retailers and honestly brick and mortar are getting into this as well it's to the point where walmart and target are thinking about and and amazon does this sometimes as well of if you return something they're just going to give you the money they don't want the product back well, which again which poses a whole list of other questions right? i'm just gonna start a spending spree right now right and what happens with uh right now of the of the returns that do go to amazon in particular because there there's some statistics on this right there's an estimate that 10 percent are fraudulent so i correct me if i'm wrong here but yeah. Uh, I'm down in, you know, as as our listeners know, or they should know by now, because if they de don't know this and they haven't been listening to previous episodes, shame on you. Um, I'm down in the Phoenix area, and mm -hmm. I I've seen a lot of um, a, a lot of stores, not stores, warehouses pop up that have um, overflow from yeah. Amazon overflow from even Home Depot and these other retailers that are what you and I and everyone else would consider to be legacy big box stores. Yeah. Um, I, I'll give you an example. There was a, there was a place uh, that I went to and I literally bought a Ryobi. Um, uh, what do you call it? It was a saw for um, sawing or, or cutting um, flooring. Uh, vinyl flooring. Yes, Ryobi actually makes a saw that's custom for making uh, for cutting vi vinyl flooring, and it's <laughs> it's very cool actually. But I I like paid thirty percent of the retail value, not thirty percent off, thirty percent of the retail value. Yeah, and there's there's a reason for that. Okay, okay. So when something gets returned, again, the old days you used to just put it on a shelf, right? But, yeah, you'd restock the item. Yeah. Right. But let's say you're selling this online. So let's use your Ryobi saw. Okay. Okay. So what what did it what did it go for new? Um $170, something like that. Okay, let's say 200 bucks. Yeah, so round up. 
and this is a bigger priced item. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when that gets returned, the seller has like three or four options. One of them is to have the online seller, Amazon, send it back to them. Okay. They have to pay for that. Okay. And so it comes back to the seller. And then if they see that everything's in one piece, box wasn't open, whatever, they can put it up for sale again and have to pay for it. Now, what there's a term called reverse logistics. Okay. So you're the seller of Ryobi. You put it on a box, goes in a truck, goes on a plane, goes on a ship, whatever. Ends up going to Amazon warehouse or, or, or let's say ships directly to the person. Now you return it. It has to make that reverse trip. Mm. Okay. So. And that costs money. Oh, it does cost money. That's, that's the most expensive option for a seller. Okay. And a lot of times that reverse trip will cost more than any kind of profit, even if they resell it. And and if they resell it again, it could get returned again. So it's a double whammy. It could be a double whammy in some cases because those are essentially uh, unrecoverable um, expenses. Yeah, and and you're actually losing money trying to sell the thing. Right. And let's think about what it's doing for the planet. It's on planes. It's on trucks. It's it could be on ships. It could. You know how many stops does it make? Um, Wait, the car, the what's, carbon that what's that wrong? It, what's wrong with the planet? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing. Uh, wrong. I, I, Tim, I don't know if you've noticed. It's uh, it's a little toasty. I, I think. Uh, so, what was within the last ten days? What was the highest temperature out in 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 Arizona? Oh, uh, that would be today, and that would have been around 117 degrees. Yeah. So. No big deal if you like it warm. I mean, those people in the UK, they, you know, they whine. Whatever. It's funny. It's funny because I work with some folks in the UK and they are so unprepared for it. And, you know, I I saw a report on it. And the interesting thing is their houses are made to keep heat in. Right. Because it's normally cold there and they're not even made to breathe. And less than 5% of the houses actually have air conditioning. You know, it's it's funny, and I don't want to get too far off on a tangent because, you know, that's what we do sometimes. Yeah. But, man, I was reading um, a thread, a Weather Channel thread, um, about the uh, – it, it, was, it was either related to the Weather Channel or on the Weather Channel or something like that. But the thread was about – how weather maps have changed over the years and they've gone from you know the little suns that have the smiley faces and you know <laughs> a happy yeah a happy looking weather map to you know quite literally something that looks like it's in you know a ridley scott horror movie doom <laughs> sci-fi thriller where you know hot areas aren't even red anymore they're like a gray color yeah and then you know, and there's no smiley faces on weather maps anymore. It's all, it's all purple and red and gray. And you know, if you're not, 
you just want to be in a you just want to be in a part of the weather map that has like no change on it. You yeah, know, I don't it, I don't even care if it's cold. I just want neutral. Well, and and so here's here's the interesting thing about just in general, um, as you find stuff out, it's easy to say, oh my god, the problem is so big, I can't do anything about it. Hopefully, what you learn here today will change behavior. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's not scolding anyone because honestly, this is a fairly new problem and it's not being advertised. So as we're talking about returns, they really have th three options. Return to seller, which is becoming less and less of a thing. Liquidate, which is what you're talking about, mm -hmm. where they goes to warehouses or what have you, and they they sell it for pennies on the dollar. Now, the problem is when you get something from Amazon, you'll get a pallet. And it could have toilet seats, um, a food chopper, uh, bed sheets. It could have all this stuff. Yeah, just, and, you know, all the things that use all at the same time. You know, as you have a toilet seat and a food chopper, I'm, I'm sure people, <laughs> you know. But, 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 but Amazon doesn't want to go through that. Right. They, right. they don't want to have to categorize it, right? right? And so they sell these pallets for like, you know. 500 bucks for a pallet of stuff, you know, and, and then it's on you. It could be all crap or it could be, you know, a bunch of PS fives. You don't know. You, you don't, just don't know. If it was a bunch of PS fives, that'd be better than investing in the stock market. Well, yeah, but you don't know what I'm, what I'm saying is you just don't know when you get, when and, you, get and you don't know if they're going to be working either. You know, the funny exactly. thing, the funny thing is it always seems like, and I don't know how this is the case, but it always seems like Best Buy is always just slightly ahead of the curve. Um, and, yeah. And then the, the reason why I say that is, you know, um, uh, they, they with Circuit City failing um, 10 plus years ago now, but maybe 8 to 10 years ago, and with large electronics retailers failing, Radio Shack going away, all these other, you know, uh, you know, Fry's electronics going away. You know, it seems like, um, you know, you know, Best Buy is like the Madonna of the, of, yeah. the, of the electronics industry. It just keeps reinventing itself. Yeah, um, and, and and they've done a really nice job. Well, and, and they're kind of facing this too now. They're going more online and, and they're facing the reverse logistics problem as well. Yeah, and let me tell you how they're facing the re reverse logistics. It seems as though... Um, what they're doing is, uh, and this is just one retailer, right? But they're going in and they're in every market. It appears like they're putting uh, in um, like discount stores, like a um, like a a store that would have all of the returns sent to it. So at first, like an outlet or something. That's exactly what it is. So at first, they started with the um, the uh, what was it the. Uh, the the returns I, I forgot what Best Buy calls it um like a, a open box open box like yeah that. like an open box you know item and that would be to each store and then what they decided to do is they decided to take those open box items and instead of having them at every store in one market whether it be Chicago Houston Phoenix whatever they would designate a store so they either close the store down and reopen it which they have done in Phoenix. Uh, and they would send all of the open box items to that store, and it'd become an outlet store. Yeah, and and that's and and they get it 
for pennies on a dollar and they know that it's cheaper to so the thought is again send it back to seller very well could lose money and especially if it's a lower cost item right right? um liquidate basically you're going to get pennies on the dollar but it's something and then the other option is to destroy it and this one's really interesting what happens at amazon at least is it goes to return center and the person has less than a minute to kind of examine the product and and determine to grade it once it gets graded there's an ai program that that determines what to do with it and many times it destroys it i think something like one third of the returns end up getting destroyed now unless it's another ai and then the world will yeah you're right you know, then you but that's just... a different episode sorry sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> you're right i digress um, i digress um but so so the destruction piece is kind of what we're going to to focus on today um and there's a lot of reasons for it to get destroyed either uh hygiene sanitary issues um some brands and this has been going on in the luxury market for a long time uh purses watches shoes what have you if they get returns they will destroy them sure to keep the brand uh exclusivity up and yeah i gotcha yes um and and so and so it doesn't really matter but let me let me give you an example a very very concrete example of something that happens all the time and i'm sure no one even thought that this was a an issue so one of the things and my wife will tell you for women's clothing it's very hard to determine a size because every manufacturer has makes their clothes a different cut right sure sure so what do people do um because returns are so easy you bring them to a cold store or whatever again we're talking about amazon right and we're talking about amazon but a lot of other retailers do the same thing you know in terms of easy returns mm-hmm. um there's a, a concept called wardrobing that's very very popular so someone will buy um let's say they want a couple dresses so they'll end up buying eight of them in different sizes to see which ones fit, what colors they like, you know, did it look like it looked on the screen, what have you. Mm-hmm. So so in this case, let's say they bought eight, they're going to keep two. They're going to send back six garments. Those garments, in most cases, are not going to be liquidated. They're just going to be destroyed wow well that's pretty wasteful it's 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 hugely wasteful but what's happening now is retailers are seeing that there's of what they sell there's going to be a 20 percent wastage or more so So if you're if your clothes manufacturer selling clothes you're going to bake this into your sales price. So are these going into landfills? Are these going into recycling centers? Are these going into, which we know all know that 
everything that goes into a recycling center gets recycled, right? Oh yeah. That's is that so, for another show too? That's for another show. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, so so, so where do they go? He, so here's the dilemma. Depends where in the world you are. In the U.S., because we have a lot of land, it'll most likely end up in a landfill. Okay? But if it's someplace like India, it'll be burned. But, yeah. It'll be incinerated. It will be incinerated, and that might be better. Well, well let me let 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 well well hold on. Let me tell you why. Okay. It it's it's being done in a lot of Scandinavian countries. And actually, I believe in Amazon's return policy, it has a term called waste to energy. Okay. Yep. And I know what you're talking about. My initial thought was that's really shitty. You're going to burn plastics. You're going to burn all these things, and it's going to be terrible. Well, I think right? we need to be. I think we need to be clear here, though, that this isn't your grandfather's version of burning garbage. This is a high tech solution. This is a high tech solution. Yep. Yep. But even burning, so there's two different. Uh, there are two different ways to burn stuff. Okay. And let's first talk about why you would want to burn stuff. In some countries, you don't have the space to to hold trash. Right. They're landlocked. They're landlocked. Yeah. And one of the reasons we don't do this burning, um, this uh, trash to energy thing in the U.S. is because land is relatively cheap and the waste companies make a ton of money by burying this stuff. Oh, oh, yeah, and by the way, the waste-to-energy plants cost a billion dollars apiece. Well, they do, but but here's, here's, here's the rub. Mm-hmm. When you bury something, it goes into a landfill. That landfill produces methane. And can contaminate groundwater. And can, contam- and can contaminate groundwater and... A whole host of other shit, right? Right. Methane is worse for the environment and global warming than carbon. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's why people were all up in arms about cows farting, if you remember that a couple of years ago. I do remember that. I mean, this is useless knowledge I retain, but yes, I do remember it. Okay. So methane is a gas that is worse for global warming than carbon. When you burn something, even plastics, it produces, you know, some nasty chemicals. But the bad part is it burns carbon. It it produces carbon. Right. So by burning it long term, it could be better for the environment. Now, these plants that you talk about, the billion dollar plant, this waste to energy plant, costs a billion dollars. They have very, very high-tech scrubbers. And the stuff that's burned produces steam and becomes a power generator. Uh, Yes, it it gets rid of the garbage, it creates steam, and it could, in turn, create electricity. Yes, it becomes a power plant. It, It essentially becomes a power plant, right. And then, because... 
I don't know if a lot of people understand this, but what a nuclear power plant does is it does the same thing. Instead of burning yeah. garbage, it just uses a nuclear reaction um, to to heat, superheat water. Heat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, turn water into steam, spin turbines, same thing. Yeah, yeah. So with these scrubbers, the they've done a lot of testing, and it seems to be actually produce i think between 30 and 50 percent of the carbon and thus harmful stuff coming out of the smokestack as a modern coal plant so it it truly is a cleaner burning type of situation it it is cleaner yeah and and so here's here's the other benefit when you burn stuff there's like three levels of ash. Okay. There's your top ash, which I don't know how they, they sift this stuff out or whatever. Top ash is safe, just combustible, just a- ash. And that can be used for like building materials, roads. So we can turn it into concrete. Gotcha. Okay. Whatever. Okay. After that, you've got your metals. So it's a way to recover gold, copper, nickel, platinum, yeah, platinum, right. whatever. So you're actually recycling that stuff. And then you've got some really crappy stuff on the bottom that you can't do. You, you kind of got to bury it. <laughs> kind of like nuclear waste, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But without the nuclear part, right? So I- exactly. Right. But you're going to produce more of it per capita, whatever. So. This sounds like a pretty good idea. And in Scandinavia, that's what they do with all of their trash. Mm. They don't, they don't banner. Those Swedish people. Now, because there's always a diabolical part of everything. If you build one of these billion dollar plants, there's not a lot of incentive to reduce consumption because you need fuel to power these things. You know what I mean? So now you're talking about the new vicious circle. The new vicious circle. Okay. Yes. But but here's the thing. Let's let's back up for a second. Yeah. I mean, we've all seen the pictures. I hate picking on a country uh because you know, I just hate picking on a country and I'm not really picking on them, but like India, for example. Every time yeah. you you look at a, you know, um a, a picture of India, it's um you know it's got a you know pollution garbage everywhere whatnot yeah. I mean, those are the pictures i see sorry that's what i see no 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 it's true and they have open pit burning there and they have open pit burning so why wouldn't the um i mean why wouldn't the indian government go in and build a plant like this and just start, I mean, federally subsidize it, you know, their federal government, not our federal government, their right. government sub, uh, uh, subsidize it and just, just clean up, you know, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the suburbs of all of these cities and just burn all their waste. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's better than open pit. Right. Right. And, and it, it'll produce, I believe probably a pretty constant uh level of electricity maybe areas that don't have it um and you know what it's going to produce 
some toxic stuff, the scrubbers and, and, and that bad ash. But, geez, the stuff that, that's out there now is terrible, you know? Well, it's a hell no, of that's a, a, that's a That's a really good point, Tim. So basically what you're saying is we've approached the point where we're able to solve water issues through desalinization and garbage and electric issues through this new type of of you know uh deep burning um uh of 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 this garbage well yeah kind of we're kind of getting there so what what this is is making the most the most or the best out of a terrible situation okay that's what this is doing yeah and Um, we we know there's there's negatives to this technology we're not trying to make we're not trying to say that this is the fix we're done you know turn the lights off close the doors that's not what we're saying here but we're saying it gets us closer yeah and this is this is your classic um greenwashing of of a lot of different technologies right and and again we ask our 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 audience to have an open mind and do the research and and go deeper, right? Here's the reality. There is no free lunch. At this point, we do not have the technology for a free lunch. You know, we're trying like hell to close down um, coal plants and natural gas plants. Well, guess what? Green energy, our current green energy, is is producing some really nasty waste and and we're starting to see it now in 20 or 30 years from now it's going to be a crisis when all those solar panels need to be disposed of when all those windmill blades need to be retired there's no way to recycle those things those get sent to poor countries and poison their areas right or the the blades are too big we just bury them next to the windmills right now right right because they're all polymers so you can go oh my god burning is terrible oh this is terrible oh coal is terrible oh you know uh solar is terrible there's no free lunch well you're gonna have to deal with this stuff there is one free lunch and i agree with you but it, it hasn't happened yet but it's it's going to happen and that's you know fusion the minute, yeah, the, and, yeah, and and there was a breakthrough. Uh, there was a breakthrough where initia, uh, initialization and maintaining fusion for X amount of time has become. We've we've come a little closer, um, and you know, U.S. Energy Department went and started, uh, you know, t- refining the process, and and they were able to come up with, you know, a way to. Do this better. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but no, you know, no, 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 because this is all part of the same conversation, Tim. Right, and you know, right. it's, it's one of those things where, um, and if anyone has been watching fusion technology in the United States, the we haven't backed off. This is something that the United States is committed to. Um, Great Britain and France, France too, uh, in yeah. a, in a big way. Um, the French are in it, and um, you know, there's just. There's just a lot of uh, facilities around the world, three, four facilities that are really in the bleeding edge of this. Mark my words, the minute we can lock down uh, fusion uh, technology, um, I, I think a lot of our a lot of our dependencies will go away. 
well, our energy dependencies. Correct. But, but, and so right now, the reality is every type of energy ends up killing people through their, through the side effects of, of their waste. Right. The best one, nobody wants to hear it, is nuclear. We're probably going to do a show on that. Um, it is nuclear right now. It, as of right now, technology-wise, that is the best and the least intrusive. And people are like, oh, yeah, I'm tired of hearing. I'm tired of hearing people whine about it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we'll we'll talk about that. But the big takeaway here: your behavior is having an impact on the amount of trash which has an impact on uh global warming gases and up until now you didn't know so before everything that happened before today you get a pass on right going forward it's on you bro yeah for sure i mean you know when you go you know when I when I've been shopping online and and I think about this every once in a while, you know, I was just shopping for a new piece of electronics the last couple of days, and you know, I could have gone and bought it through the retailer and blah blah blah, but you know, I was like, I want to save a little money. I was able to find the exact same thing on eBay, maybe one year old, year and a half old, but it was working. It's great. I'm gonna put it in. It's gonna work great. Um, mm-hmm. I, you, you know, and, and, and it, it, it just happens to be a network attached storage device for the house. Um, Hey man, you know what? Um, I, I saved something from going into, you know, the, uh, landfill. Um, it, With heavy metals. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, uh, a piece of electronics, what does it have in it? It's got gold. It's got platinum, a lot of platinum usually. Um, uh, it's got, you know, uh, all kinds of you know, uh, things that we probably don't want to put in the ground anyways. Yeah. So, and you know, it's going to work in my house for five years, seven years, and I'm going to, I'm going to extend it. Right. So those are the, those are the types of things I think you're talking about is the next time you make a purchase, can I get it someplace else? Can I, maybe, can I, maybe I don't need to buy new clothes. Maybe I can find something cool and maybe I can find vintage clothes someplace at a store um you know and that and that tim there's a name for it it's called upcycling there we go and so and so be cool and upcycle where you can right and you know what that's that's a big thing i mean there's a lot of vintage stores that sell furniture that sell you know all kinds of stuff you know people uh have learned in the last 10 years especially over COVID when people were remodeling homes and they couldn't leave their homes that, um, sometimes older vintage stuff is built better than the new stuff anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah. So upcycling is a great idea. Yeah. And, and so, uh, just a word of caution here, especially to you young drunk bastards, you guys get drunk and then start ordering stuff on Amazon all willy nilly. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, you know, the stuff is cheap and yeah, it's not a big deal, but stop doing that because you're either going to return it or never use it and and it's going to end up getting thrown away. Right, right. I, I, I would love to see the percentage of purchases made on Amazon while the person is altered. <laughs> now, that's the study that should be done. <laughs> 
That would uh, be freaking hilarious. <laughs> so we're, you know, what we're really talking about. We're not saying don't use Amazon. We're saying no. It's a great company. Yeah, just use it responsibly. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. They and you know what? They figured it out. They made returns easy, and and they're they're kind of setting the bar. The one thing Amazon is doing now is so on the fraudulent ten percent of the returns are fraudulent. So there was a story about someone returning Beats headphones. And the inspector looked at it. They opened up, the, something didn't look right. She opened up the box and it was like a pair of old crappy headphones. And it wasn't actually Beats. Okay. Was the actual headphones that they returned. Okay. That person is now getting flagged. Awesome. And it's, I guess it's, I'm sure they have some kind of point system. And if you, do whatever if you hit a certain threshold you lose your return privileges yeah i mean you know and they should they should absolutely um there are far too many people you know returning things it just puts a a a strain on the you know overall it puts a strain on the system it really does absolutely and and, um to your point upcycling makes the most sense uh, recycling makes a lot of sense, um, and being able to, you know, uh, dispose of the materials responsibly when when we're able to. Um, if if we're in a situation where a country can afford it, and um, it benefits said company's citizens, excellent. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely, and and you know what, if um, if you have to do it, that. If you have to purchase something, if something's broke, absolutely return. Absolutely. Um, but maybe look at the wardrobing thing differently. Yeah. Think of how much fuel and energy. Petroleum. And, 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 yeah, petroleum and, and just everything it took to get to you and then it has to leave you, you know? And so just think about it. I mean, everything, everything that we do here at the house, it's, uh, you know, all the cardboard, uh, you know, uh, Phoenix has got a great recycling program, the city of Phoenix. Um, you know, they recycle all their yard waste uh, mm-hmm. and compost it, the city composts. Um, and, um, you know, cause we don't have a lot of dirt out here. It's all sand, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we do have dirt, but you know what I mean? Um, but you know, most of the stuff when we're, when we're clearing out the uh, the closet and making way for you know uh, you know other clothes or whatnot, it it all goes to goodwill. It all goes to a charitable organization. Yeah, yeah, us and, too. And you know none of it gets thrown out. Very little goes into a um, a landfill. And you know for this is the PSA part of the conversation. Um, this is something that I happen to know about a little. If you have electronics that you're looking to throw away, please. Please, please don't throw away those electronics in the garbage. Go find an electronics recycling company. They tear them apart. They melt them down. They actually do recover rare metals out of them. Um, if you're not going to use it, it's you know this is something that um, go to Apple's website. They they this is one of the reasons why they built their laptops. Uh, and all the MacBook Pros are primarily built out of materials that could be completely recycled, like aluminum, um, because they can swap out um and recover a lot of uh the material and build new computers out of it 
Yeah, and you'd be surprised. Even places like, uh, I believe, well, they used to, Goodwill would take electronics. Yeah, and, and they, them, they do. Yep, they do. And there's there's other there are other companies that uh, you know just have bins. Even Best Buys, when you walk into the vestibules, oh, uh, yeah. they have you know um, recycled battery, you know rechargeable batteries or whatever, and 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 small electronics. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so yeah, this is just something that you know Tim and I were talking about, and then we did a little, little research, and really kind of blew our socks off so um hopefully that you learned a little something and this will hopefully uh be the impetus to make the world a little better right because right now businesses are all rushing in the opposite direction to uh make returning easy because that's what they think people want but um there's, I think there's a smarter way that's going to benefit everybody. So, yeah, you know, and it's it's one of those things where we've gone from brick and mortar stores to online retail, and when you do that, you take away that ability to do the touchy feely, right? Yeah. Um, I know that it's something that um my fiance Kian she's she's always um very frustrated with. She can't try clothes on she can't do things you know it's something i complain about um you know i i'm a a little bit of an audiophile um i know a lot of you know that and it's hard to hear a stereo across the internet it don't work it's hard to it's hard to evaluate a new pair of speakers across the internet it doesn't work so what you wind up doing is you try to find a store that either has the clothes has the product that you want um and more often than not that's that's becoming a harder thing to find it is um my prediction is there there used to be a chain here called uh service merchandise oh yeah i remember that they used to have one of each thing yeah so you could touch it feel it hear it whatever and then you would put the order in and then it would magically come from the back of the thing uh from the back of the the store um but I think it's going to something like that, the combo brick and mortar. And, you know, I think a lot of our purchases are made because we know that things can be returned so easily. We don't necessarily scrutinize our purchases like maybe we should. Because mm-hmm. like, ah, screw it. If it doesn't work, we'll just return it, you know? Right, right. But, but there's a huge environmental impact. <laughs> For that return. Which is why we wanted to touch on that in this episode, too, because we know that there's a cause and effect. And, yeah. you know, the cause being people returning stuff, you know, because they can't get their hands on the products. The effect is is that it's driving um, these large chains, whether it be still big box brick and mortar chains or online retailers. We're not t- picking on anybody. No, to, no, no, no. I- yeah, to... to do something with all these returns and it's, it's, it's causing an environmental impact and that's a problem. Yeah. And it's coming to light. So now hopefully we're getting smarter and a, the, the process will be worked out so that it's easy uh, to shop and doesn't harm the environment. So. All right. Excellent. There you go. All right. Today's public yeah. service announcement. That's right. So, and share. Share with your friends, you know. 
Excellent.